into the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, everyone? It's good to be back with you. Lots of exciting stuff happening in the sports world right now. And if you're lucky enough to have your NFL team be one of the eight still in the playoffs, your hopes are high they'll make it through the weekend to the Final Four. However... If they happen to fall short, what's your go-to thing you do to console yourself after your favorite team loses? I asked you on Twitter and got some great responses as always, and we'll have that conversation later. And a team that doesn't know much about losing right now is BYU women's basketball. They're 14-1, ranked 17th in the country, and rolling through the WCC. Assistant coach and former BYU standout guard Lee Kamar joins me to talk about how the team is clicking on all fronts and if they can keep it going. But first, on with me now is the one and the only, David Phillips Jr. What's up, Jr.? Not much. What's going on? Not much. It's it's good to have you on here. It's been a little while. Yeah. I have to know because I can't remember. Do you have an NFL team? I do. The 49ers. We're still in it for a few more hours. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, darn. Well, hey, we, we well, did it a couple years what ago. It, what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah, you never know. Anything can happen. And and like I said, the 49ers have been rolling. I'm I'm rooting for Fred Warner in yeah. the 49ers. I'm rooting for Danny Sorensen, Andy Reid, of course, and the Chiefs. And don't hate me, but I'm also rooting for Eric Weddle and the Rams hey. to beat Tom Brady because I love that story, man. I just love what he's doing at 37 years old. I want him to go all the way to the the end. I feel like they would make a 30 for 30 on that if that actually happened. Oh, so. definitely. And especially if he made like a tackle or a play. In one of the games and stuff. He's oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. No, he's awesome to watch. And, and I like the playoffs, Junior, almost better than the Super Bowl itself because I like the fight to the top. I don't, I don't know. There's just something. There's like It's just like a dog fight on the way up to the Super Bowl, don't you think? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's so much fun. Obviously, all these games. Like, I mean, last week, a lot of the games were blowouts, but the ones that were close were a lot of fun to watch. Everything came down to the final play. And stuff, so it was it was good. They're they're very entertaining. Yes, and unfortunately, as you mentioned, it could be for you in a couple hours. But all of our teams lose at some point. Uh, even Alabama loses, as we saw in the national championship. So I want to know, Junior, what's your go-to thing you do to console yourself after your favorite team loses? I, I think I'm I'm definitely one of those fans that kind of preps myself before. Like, all right, <laughs> they could lose, could be out of it. I just got to have uh-huh. that night of being like, oh, come on. And then the next sure. day you move on and you're okay. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, get myself a treat, something, you know, maybe <laughs> my, my console, maybe food to uh, help me get me over that loss. But, you know. Well, that's what a responsible adult would do. So I'm proud of you. I, I don't think that's how everybody consoles themselves after a loss. So when you say you kind of prep yourself for the loss, is this out loud? Like, is this to your wife or friends? Or yeah. is this kind oh, of yeah. in your brain? And my kids. Okay. I, I may have done that when the Niners were playing the Rams in the last game of the season. Oh, man, they're going <laughs> to lose. They had the lead. They had a chance. You know, and I keep saying it out loud. And my kids were like, Dad, I thought you liked the team. It's like, no, I do. I'm just... It just makes it that much better when they actually come through and win. Yeah, it's so true. And kids don't understand. They will one day, but they don't understand what we have to do to ourselves psychologically to ramp up for a loss. Uh, I have to immediately do something else. And my husband thinks I'm so weird 
because sometimes <laughs> even if it's close and there's a chance my team could lose, I will, I'll have to change the channel even for a minute. You know, like <laughs> even if it's a commercial, I'm like, I don't want to watch this commercial. I got to watch something else for a minute. And he's like, what are you doing? This is so weird. But I, I have to do it. And if they lose, I don't want to hear the post game interviews. Oh no. I, I, I have to turn on a different show to distract myself somehow or just leave. I usually stay and, off the internet he, for yeah. the night, just for the oh, night. I do too. <laughs> yeah. So you can gather your thoughts. No, and again, I, I, uh, my husband is often like, I want, cause he doesn't have like a, he's, I don't know, a strong opinion about any particular team. So he's like, oh, I want to watch what the coach has to say, you know, like post game, like, I am sorry, but we are not watching. It always turns <laughs> into an argument, but I just, I can't do it. So here's what some of you said on Twitter at Pacific Dan said, go play with my kids or take my wife out. And then he said, there was this one time at East Carolina when we lost, and I may have embarrassed myself, my community, my family, and generations gone before me, but I'm getting much better with age. Ah, oh, Dan. <laughs> Relatable, my friend. And he did tell me the story. He shouted some things that he later regretted. So, um, <laughs> But it is true. With He says at the end, I'm getting much better with age. I, I think that's how it's been for me. Yeah, me too. You, you just realize it's okay. Yeah, li- life moves on. And we'll, we'll be, be okay. all right. It hurts, but we're, yeah, everyone's going to be all right. At uh, Billy Wonka said, Krispy Kreme. So oh, okay. that's his go-to after a loss. Uh, yeah. Rusty said, Coach Pope talks about the team getting through the grief of losing and moving past it as quickly as possible. For me, it can take 24 hours, but in the process, like women's soccer lost in the finals, I thought about what inspiring players they were in victory or defeat. And uh, Rusty, that's a great... That's a great outlook. That's a great thing to do with a loss. I feel like that's easier to do with a loss like in the national championship. Yeah. Like women's soccer because that's not that's not something that really hurts. It hurts because you want them to win, but it's still like, oh, you're the second best team We're so proud in the of entire you. country. Yes. You can't feel anything but like a little bit of, of pain for them, but also so dang happy that they made it there. So yeah. I agree with Rusty in that. It's, it's fun – there's been so many amazing BYU players, uh, male and female, that have been amazing to watch, that have done incredible things and teams that you feel that. Like, oh, I, I feel so blessed that I was able to cheer for and watch these guys. It's incredible. So I love that. Thanks for all your responses, everybody. I love them all. Keep them coming. And Junior, a team that doesn't know much about losing this year is BYU women's basketball. And I know you know a lot about them. They've been seriously stomping teams in the WCC. Like I'm talking 30 and 40 points. It is fantastic. Oh, so something's fun going to watch. right. Yes, something's going right and clicking, and they are so entertaining to watch. So, Junior, what do you think their secret is right now? Well, honestly, I, I mean, it's it's the veteran leadership. So where you have Obviously, Paisley Harding, Tegan Graham, and even Shaley, and who's technically a sophomore but has been here for a little bit, um, mm-hmm. to keep them calm. And they have so much experience, and obviously Juddy has been here forever and done an amazing job. But they've also got these young, young, talented players that even when it gets into quote-unquote garbage time, they keep running the score up because they're so talented. And it's only going to make BYU better when, you know, some of the, the, the Sarah Hampsons and Paisley Hardings move on, um, graduate. There's going to be new talent coming in, and this team is just going to keep growing, getting better. And, I mean, even now, one loss in overtime at Oklahoma, 
you, I mean, you can't ask for much more from this team. Oh, they are so good. Poor Juddy is never going to retire. So Juddy would talk to me about how excited he was for the freshman class that are now seniors, kind of junior seniors. And he said, no matter what, he was sticking around to coach them through their careers. And it makes sense. Uh, we're seeing how seriously talented and fiery those women are. They're an elite team that I think can win the WCC tournament or go far and go far in the NCAA tournament. And I don't want to get ahead of myself because anything can happen. Injuries, you know, you can have shooting woes, et cetera, but they have yet to face Gonzaga and Santa Clara, which are the top of the WCC right now. But, but I think if they can remain consistent, I think it is theirs. I think they're just that good. They're that deep too. So if, yeah. if, if Shaley's off, you've got Paisley and Tegan Graham, you've got Lauren Gustin, who just night in, night out, you can just expect, you can just pencil in a double-double with her <laughs> and stuff. Just so tough and so hard-nosed. And there's so many people, uh, Falatea coming off the bench, there's so many people that can hurt you and and stuff that it just, even when they, they play these good teams, if someone has an off night, you know someone else is going to step up. And that's the mark Absolutely. of a great team. It is. And... And unfortunately, in years past for women's basketball, it's hard, obviously, to fill up the Marriott Center. That's hard to do anyway. But you've been able to see, have the women's basketball team been able to bring out more fans this year because of how good they are? Definitely. I think there's there's been a lot more fans in the stands and, and excited about this team and stuff. Because I think people realize when you watch them play, this is a team that could make a deep run. This is a team yeah. that could win some games in March in the tournament. And stuff, and and very much. I mean, they were picked to win the the WCC, and and they're v- very well on their way to doing that. And fans like to watch winners. Absolutely, fans like to watch their team win, and so that's definitely going to draw out more fans. All right, we also have to talk about how much fun the men's basketball team has been to watch these last couple of games. The games have been close, entertaining, and clean for the most part. I, it just seems like the guys are grinding it out the whole time, and I have to say. Junior, I love Alex Barcelo. I love oh. his type of play, the passion he brings to each game, and his trash talk. I am a sucker for trash talk. Junior, oh my nothing gosh. vindictive or mean. Nothing vindictive or mean. But a jab here and there, I am all for it. I uh, love it. Jace Townsend getting in his face late on a foul. Yes. And if you look yep. at Barcelo, he points over to the scoreboard <laughs> and says, hey, what's that say? And you watch Jace, and then Alex Alex actually retweeted that clip and said, <laughs> made him look, um, <laughs> and, and stuff. And yeah, I, I am all for that. And crunch time, Alex Barcelo is my favorite. And you can see this light comes on in there when he when the game's getting close and it's kind of in the balance. And he just goes to a different level. And yeah, he's got that swagger. And this team, the way that they grind, and to watch guys like Fuseni Treore and um, Tiki Aliatiki, true freshmen coming in, learning on the job, and excelling. It's so fun to watch and to, to know these guys' stories and watch them succeed. It's so much fun. And like you said, they're a grinded-out team. They're not one that's mm-hmm. going to blow you out, but they're going to be in every game, and they're going to be there to grind. And that's what gets you wins in March. So I think something that makes Mark Pope so good is it's easy to get down when you start getting down in the game, right? Like it's easy to kind of lose your spirits. I think Mark Pope is such, and his assistants are such good coaches at keeping the team's spirit up. Like it doesn't matter that you're down 10 right now. You can come back and you can win in that. And, and the guys that goes to show, you know, their character because they've done that 
game in and game out, they have rarely been blown out. That one, that Gonzaga game was an anomaly because Gonzaga literally did not miss. Yeah. But they they were in the game, right? Like it was the, a phenomenally played game by BYU. So I think besides that game, they've been in everything. They, they just grind it out and they are so much fun to watch. So men and women's basketball right now, you are phenomenal. Up next, women's basketball coach and former BYU standout guard Lee Kamard comes on to tell us what the secret sauce is for his team's success right now and what it was like meeting Charles Barkley. This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean. The BYU women's basketball team just might be the hottest ticket on campus right now. 17-1, ranked 17th in the country, and working WCC foes. What is making them so tough to beat right now? Joining me now is women's hoops assistant coach and former BYU men's hoops standout guard, Lee Kamard. Thanks for coming on with me, Lee. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here and talk about this team. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, first off, uh, it looked like you guys were in an airport, I think, when you got to meet Charles Barkley. What was old <laughs> Chuck like in person? I got to know. He, so at first, first off, it was awesome because Charles is one of my childhood heroes as far as athletics is <laughs> concerned. Grew up in Arizona, huge sports fan of the Suns at the time. And that team with him, he was my favorite player that year and still one of my <laughs> favorite players. Um, but he was gracious. He was trying to stay a little under the radar, had a uh, hat on, and it was pulled down low, had his mask on, of course. <laughs> um, but he he's pretty hard to miss. Uh, yes. <laughs> and so, yeah, we were standing there at baggage claim, and he came over with a cart, and he had somebody that was helping him. And uh, so, anyways – the girls went and approached him, asked if they could get a picture with him. And he was, he was gracious and charismatic as you would imagine. And just a great guy. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a dream. I'm with you. I, I love Charles Barkley. And I was going to say, good luck, Chuck, trying to stay under the radar. He's yeah. a, a large man that <laughs> he, definitely stands out. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he is, uh, got a large stature. And, uh, so but he, he was That's pretty so hidden. You can, his hat was pulled down low. He was doing his best. But once we kind of outed him, he kept his hat off. The mask was on, of course. But he, he kept talking to everybody that was down in baggage claim and really gracious. Mm -hmm. I so. love that. That's really cool. All right. Well, you recently tweeted out that I, I just have to ask about this, too. The Dave Rose used to have days off of practice so you could play wiffle ball in the Marriott Center. Tell me a little bit about that. What was that like? That's all news to yeah. me. Yeah, so Coach Rose, um, typically about this time, January, February, where you're in the grind of a season, league play has started, and depending on the schedule, because in the Mountain West days, we used to play Wednesday and Saturday. So it'd either be a – it typically would be a Thursday because you have a day off. Uh, we wouldn't do it Monday because – and Tuesday would be preparing for the Wednesday game. It'd typically uh -huh. be a Thursday – and we'd come in thinking we'd have practice and we'd be taped and he would spring on, you know, Steve Bushman, the equipment guy would come out wearing all the umpires gear or one, one <laughs> time there was players that had on full BYU baseball uniforms or coach Rose, <laughs> you know, type of thing. 
And it was just one of those fun things where there was a plate, coach would split up the teams, and we would play wiffle ball, typically not with an actual wiffle ball, usually like a soft, squishy, softball-sized ball, uh, uh-huh. and we would play. And it was just our practice for the day. One time, he, he brought in a bunch of pizzas, and we, we watched Mr. Deeds just to kind of <laughs> refresh and take our mind off of the grind of a season, you know, a way to – have us all together and build some chemistry, but not just give us the day off. And they were, they were, those are cherished days. I mean, I remember Tavenari couldn't hit or throw a baseball to save his life. And Jimmer was just as good at (laughs) wiffle ball as he was at basketball and crank a homer or two every single time we played. Um, So good times, really good times. I love that. I was going to ask you, so was it Jimmer who, who had the best swing on the team? Well, there's a lot of good athletes that came through, at least my time. Sam Burgess was a tremendous baseball player. Jimmer could definitely hit the long ball and usually would do that. Lamont Morgan was solid at baseball. He thought he was better, of course, than he actually was, but he was okay. (laughs) Mike Lloyd is one of the best athletes ever, so of course he could play. But just a, a lot of just fun, just keeping it light, keeping it fun and good times. All right, well, let's talk about this women's basketball team because they are something to behold this year. They've lost just one game, and it was an overtime to Oklahoma, an incredible season so far. And, Lee, we all have our opinions from the outside, seeing the veteran leadership and the deep roster. But from your perspective as coach, how do they keep winning? You know, with this team, I was actually thinking about that last night as I'm falling asleep. I'm like, you know, because some of the media has done some interviews with Judd and and uh, I've got to read some of those. And I honestly like they they honestly bring it every single day. Like it doesn't matter if it's the day after a game and we're back in a practice. Um, they just they just want to play. They want to compete. And every single day we've had great practices. Some are um, a little less. Uh, intensive than others, but mentally they're locked in. Physically they're locked in. Judd does a good job of of managing. Hey, we have two games in three days, type of thing. But they just they just want to play. You can tell that they like being around each other. They genuinely come to the practice or on a road trip, and it's not really a grind. They like being around each other, and I think that's very important. Absolutely. That's so amazing. And, and you guys have won by 30, sometimes 40 points against WCC foes. And harder teams are coming up in Santa Clara and Gonzaga, but offensively, they've been incredible. So what's making them so dominant on the offensive side? Yeah, I mean, Judd runs a motion offense. Um, I mean, let's step back. We have some really talented players. I mean, that's <laughs> that, that's the that's the truth of it, right? Like, yeah. We're running some good stuff, but we have some really good players mm-hmm. and they're a year older than they were last year. And everybody has bought in. I mean, you see it the way they speak to people about this team. You can tell everybody knows their role. They're excelling in their role. They want to help any way they can. It's about winning to them. Um, so it starts with the talent, but then you just have this this unity that's it's really fun to see day in and day out and be a part of. I remember Juddy telling me, I believe when it was Shaley Gonzalez's uh, freshman year, he said, I, I'm so excited for these 
this freshman class. I, I can't retire till these guys come through. But then you guys keep having these incredible young athletes come in. I don't think Juddy will will ever retire. So what <laughs> what uh, what do these young girls do for this team? Yeah, we we feel really good about. Um, I mean, the players in the program that aren't playing as much. I mean, and, and some of those girls committed to us and signed thinking, hey, Paisley's going to leave and I'm going to come and Maria's going to be gone and Sarah's going to be gone and Tegan's not going to be there anymore. So here's significant minutes. And truthfully, like a lot of these girls that aren't playing as much, they'd be starting or playing significant minutes. But we were blessed to, you know, get those four seniors back and they've done a great job. Mm -hmm. The freshmen have really bought into just like, hey, you know what? It's not exactly what I expected my freshman year, but I'm bought in and I'm learning and competing against some high level players day in and day out. And it's making me better. Um, but they're, they, I mean, Nani's come in and giving us big lift in a couple games. Emma Ari wrote, like, it's a great group of freshmen. And Amanda Barcelo is out because she, she's registering nursing a, a thumb rehab, but, uh, just a great group. Like they, they're great kids. They want to learn. They want to be pushed. They want to be coached. And it's just, we feel, we feel good about it, but we're all kind of locked into here and now, like, Hey, let's just win this next game. And then the next game will be even more important, you know, kind of thing. So. Absolutely. Well, that competition has to be one of the reasons the girls are having so much success, that competition in practice, having so many good players, but Lee, fans love to watch an entertaining win, and that's exactly what these women offer. It seems fan attendance has increased this season. So what's the Marriott Center been like this season, like the atmosphere for your games, for your home games? It's 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 been awesome. And if we can continue that growth in attendance, because you're right, like the product that these girls are producing, right, like the way they play, they compete, the way they score the basketball, and they play defense, and they do it collectively if that fan attendance can continue to increase including the rock everything just gets better right like the the fan experience in the marriage center improves because of the energy what marketing can do and interact with the fans is better because of the crowd but it also generates a true home court advantage um, which makes our team it helps our team be more successful and just makes games more and more important. So it's been great. The rocks turned out, especially lately uh, to some of our games and it just kind of, it, it feels great. And our girls are, are really excelling from the energy from the crowd. Obviously men and women's basketball, they're, they're just different style of plays. You played for several years on the men's side, coached on the men's side as well. Now you're in year three coaching the BYU women's basketball team. What would you say is one of the biggest draws to women's basketball specifically? I wish that um, everybody could spend a, a, at least an hour with our girls, right? In a more, I don't want to say intimate, but more where they can have and interact and have dialogue with them. Because I, I promise you any fan or booster or anybody that can see these girls and interact with them, they'll be fans for life. Right. <laughs> then you go on the court and it's a, it's a, especially this team this year, the way they play and compete, share the basketball. It's a, it's a, a fun product to, 
be a part of. I mean, honestly, I'm just trying to stay out of the way. But the way they play <laughs> and they score and just their collective unity, like it, it's it's great. So I wish everybody could <laughs> interact with them because they're even better players than they are as a team right now on the basketball court. Better people. And be- and between Paisley and Shaley and, and so many others, there is a lot of personality on that team, right? <laughs> yeah. You've see, you seen some of the videos. I'm, I'm, I'm in this little group thread of uh, some friends we have from college, right? Some other couples. And occasionally one of them or their wife will, you know, copy and paste some Twitter feed of Paisley dancing or you know, an Instagram story <laughs> of something that's gone on. I'm like, you guys, I know this one went viral, but this is every single day. The personalities <laughs> and the energy on the team, like, that is, this is every single day. And Judd, they, well, here's the thing with that, like, because Judd does a great job of keeping it loose, but also, hey, it's time to focus. And our girls know time and a place too, right? So it's a good right. thing. I know from the outside, it probably seems like, Oh, do they ever practice or play basketball? They got a good grasp on it. Part of that is how mature they are and how old they are as college players. Um, but it, it's a lot of fun. And the energy and the character is there day in, day out. Well, I, I think their ranking and their their schedule being 17-1 will tell everybody that they definitely are there to play basketball. And I, they're an incredible group. And I got to know, <laughs> last question. So if these world, girls were to play wiffle ball in the Marriott Center, which one of them would you think would have the best swing or win the home run derby? Oh, that is a good question. I would, I would, I would say a few of them uh, because they're not as familiar with baseball would struggle. Um, probably a little, <laughs> they would have a little Tavernari in them as far as being able to hit a baseball and throw a baseball <laughs> and not look a little uh, international with it. Um, but <laughs> Paisley, Paisley's a great athlete. She's good at most everything. Devery Millet, I would assume, could really knock the um, skin off the baseball. Um, yeah, those would probably be my two choices off the top of my head. All right, I love it. Women's Hoops assistant coach and former BYU men's hoops standout guard Lee Kamard. Lee, thank you so much for taking the time with me today. Thank you for having me. Everybody yeah, turn out and come it. watch and support these girls. You got it. Good luck against San Diego. Appreciate it. And that does it for us today. Thanks again to Lee Kumard and David Phillips Jr. for coming on the show with me. You can join the Cougar Tailgate virtually, of course, every Saturday at noon Mountain Time or download, rate, and review our podcast on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYURadio.org. This is Cougar Tailgate. Cougar Tailgate.